Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 192 from September the 30th, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. You've talked about, we've, we've talked a lot about our schedule lately. It's completely off kilter, so Hopper could not join us uh, this week, nor, nor could Bobby join us. It's just... Uh, we're doing our best to get these out as qu- and get things done when we have the time, given what's going on. But, Doc, throw it to you. How are you doing as we go to taping number three from Cookville, Tennessee? Well, much like I said last week, we're we're recording at odd times. We're trying to manage our lives. We're trying to keep this show pumping out for the, for the Army. And uh, we're also coming to the end of Smoky Mountain. So there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, we're going to try to keep it pretty, uh, pretty serious and, and but positive here. And uh, although it may be a little bit different, we may not be as unprofessional as, as you guys like or whatever. We do want to be here for you at this time. And uh, that's about all I got. Understandable, understandable. So uh, as we jump into this episode, I do want to give a shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month and basically the sponsors of this show. Again, we are, this is taping number three from Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, from Smoky Mountain, episode 192, September 30th of 95. We jump into this episode, and much like we've seen recently on, on I don't know if it's three or four episodes now, I can't quite remember, um, Les and Chip, there's no really opening from them. We go straight to the ring, which is the Wolfman versus Terry Gordy. I feel like we haven't seen the Wolfman in a couple weeks, Doc. Gordy wins with a powerbomb. Anything else from it that you want to talk about the Wolfman with Gordy here? Who's the baby face? Mm, I'll go with Wolfie, I guess. What do you think I that loincloth smells like that's wrapped around him? We've already talked about that. It's just not, whatever it is, it's not good. Um, He's howling right there. <laughs> How <laughs> Gordy in the headlock howling. Go ahead, Doc. I'm sorry. I just like how Bobby said he felt bad about taking Gordy off his feet when he wrestled him. But Wolfie doesn't feel bad about holding on to a headlock there as they go across the ring. Um, Wolfie looks 50 here, man. Have we talked about how old he was? No. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't, I don't know how old he was. I don't, yeah, I don't either. But I, I think, and I don't know why I say this. Look at him throwing those hands, the rights and lefts. Yeah, Gordy's like, no, no, Gordy's like, not today, brother. That's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and put an end to this with a power bomb. I was afraid that Wolfie would know how to take it, but he took it better than I expected. He got um, over good. He really did. I want to say that I've heard something on one of these shows, maybe even from Corny himself, that Wolfie got hurt a little bit. And that might be why he's not been around. Oh, that would make sense. 
Yeah, that would make sense. Even though this is taping three, so they, he, he would have been here for three weeks. But yeah, no, I got you. That would make sense. Any other thoughts? No. Straight from the Wolfman and then Gordy, we go to a Brad Armstrong promo. It, it was very quick, like as in 15 seconds. He just repeats that uh, for Corny and Gordy to bring it as far as trying to take that title from him. And I don't have anything else from it. Did you, Doc? Just a decent, quick promo. Yep, that's it. We go from that. They give us a Halloween Scream Tour plug once again. And we are told Friday, October the 20th, Saturday, October 21st, Friday, October 27th, and Saturday, October 28th. We're going to have the Halloween Scream Tour. And we're in a second going to also get some names picked out of a hat related to uh, who may be wrestling each other in the Halloween Scream Tour. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts before I keep going? Uh, no, we, we, well, as we go to see Chip and, and Les there, there's a hat. We haven't drawn anything out of a hat in months, so I'm kind of excited. Months since we've drawn out of a hat. Remember when we used to draw out a Duchess hat? Yeah. And you used to say, what do you think Duchess hat smells like? Mm. Oh, Christ. All right, let's listen. Let's go to this. Uh, It's, you know, it's nothing uh, to, uh, let me just go to it. Here it is. It's Les and, uh. Chip, and they're drawing names out of a hat. They'll explain. Well, the fans have heard about the great Halloween Scream Tour coming up. We're going to right now draw for a match called a trick-or-treat match. Yes. In the cap, we've got the names of every wrestler in the Smoky Mountain area. Chip's going to draw four names. Names one and two will team to wrestle names three and four, right? We could have any wild combination here, Les. Let me grab the first name here. Well, this one is the guy we just saw, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. All right, so Gordy's going to team with? Oh, let's see. Well, this one is Thrasher of the Headbangers. All right, so it's Thrasher and Gordy. And they're going to meet? Well, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion, Bad Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong and his partner will be? (laughs) The Wolfman. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Well, the odds, I'm not sure. The Wolfman and Brad Armstrong against Gordy and Thrasher, that's the trick-or-treat match. And, well, as they say, anything can happen. Maybe the odds are long, but we'll see coming up on the Halloween Scream Tour. Right. Of course, last week we saw uh, Boo Bradley and the Punisher. Boo was hurt. Let's go back and take a look at that once more. Uh, I, I don't really have any comment. I wanted to play it just so that people could understand why I'm like, uh, okay. I could see in the back, in the dressing room, Wolfman jumping up and down going, yeah. And Br- Brad just sitting in a folding chair and standing up and throwing it across the room. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I don't really have any comment. Wolfman and Brad Armstrong versus Gordy and Thrasher in the trick-or-treat match. Mm. It just feels very random, and I don't really know what else to say. When you pull something out of a hat, that's what happens. Well, you literally pull it out of a hat. There you have it. Right. There you go. Any other comments? No, not really. As we talk about, the cliff is here. So, but we're going to stick with it because we love us some Smokey. Uh, we get a replay of Boo and the Punisher, where Punisher got DQ'd due to using a chair, and Brad and Bob made the save to help Boo, who was repeatedly attacked uh, by a chair, or, or by Punisher with a chair, I should say. And then we go to the next match, uh, fresh content, being Headbanger Mosh versus Buddy Landell. 
Uh, Doc, uh, uh, let me let me go through the what I have here, and then we'll see what you got. But basically, lots of shenanigans at the end of this with with the other headbanger on the outside choking Buddy while the ref's back was turned. But the veteran Buddy Landell is able to turn things around and is eventually able to put one headbanger in the figure four while sim- simultaneously rolling up the other headbanger. Uh, a hell of a visual. I, I guess I want your thoughts, Doc, as we watch something just you don't see that every day. Well, we do because he did that to um, the army at the uh, whatever the fire on the mountain was. Yeah, but, but he got his ass many- kicked when he did it. True. So he knew his numbers there. Um, Interestingly enough, Buddy came out to a new intro song. I didn't even make note of it. What was it? Give Me Back My Bullets by Leonard Skinner. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. And the headbangers. That's awesome. (laughs) The headbangers came out to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away. Yeah, I caught that. They should have come out to Slayer. Um, what do you think of that, though, with Buddy rolling him up? In the, well, he's got one in the figure four and rolls up the other, and Mark Curtis counts the pin. Oh, it's a great baby face move. Do yeah, you think that's... Nice visual. Do you think that's the first time Buddy's wrestled a person in a skirt before? Hell no. Okay. Might be the first time he's wrestled someone in a skirt before without doing an eight ball and drinking some whiskey. But okay. Definitely not there, the first time he's wrestled a woman, uh, someone in a skirt before. That's fair. We'll take that. Um, Now, Thrasher has on the outside there a Metallica shirt on. Man, I used to have that same shirt. Did you? Oh, yeah. And just a sprawl, if I told you I I never owned a Metallica shirt? No. Okay. I just thought I'd ask. (laughs) I bet bet you own like a silk purple button down, though. Silk purple button down. I, I did at one point, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, different different strokes, man. We're all just here trying Remember to live, laugh. Rayon shirts. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. I owned a few of those. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something. You could pick those up. Let me say, people say, how do you afford that? Man, you could go to the thrift store and find those for cheap. For cheap. Like I remember, there used to be a thrift store not far from where I live. Man, you could find some good stuff there. Especially okay. those rayon shirts, man. Those things were those things were a bomb, bro. Let me tell you something. Those things will land you some nice stuff, and if you catch mm. my drift, what do you mean yeah, by stuff? Buddy, use your imagination. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So we go from Buddy defeating Headbanger Mosh to another Halloween Scream tour plug, where we actually mention all of the matches that Budrow and Tommy Rich will be involved in. There's going to be a four faces of fear. And what that is, is remember the nights on this tour, October 20th, October 21st, October 27th, and the 28th. So if you're watching the Patreon version of this, you can see it. So on October 20th, Buddy and Tommy Rich will be in a Tennessee chain match in Knoxville, Tennessee. On October 21st in Morrisville, Tennessee, it's going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match. And then October 27th in Cookville, Tennessee, it's going to be a first blood match. And then October 28th in Johnson City, Tennessee, going to be a barbed wire match. So we got the four faces of fear, Budrow versus Tommy Rich. And neither one of them is a champion right now. So this is just basically like a grudge type thing that they're going through, which is what pro wrestling should be about. I mean, the title is important. Don't get me wrong, but it's all about, you know, the story. So I don't know, Doc, what do you have from 
this when you saw the four faces of fear match being laid out? Um, that's a lot of, uh, especially back to back night, first blood and barbed wire. Oof. That's a, they do, that's they a, do break it up though. One is one weekend and one is one, the next yeah. weekend. Yeah. That last weekend is going to be nasty. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, I wonder how much of this we'll get to see. I, I really don't remember. I don't remember I don't either. if they show clips or what. Um, I don't 100% recall. Um, I know the feud extends beyond that because I think they're even mm-hmm. building them up beyond that as we go into the last month. Because, I mean, that's that right there, October 28th is less than a month before the promotion shuts down. So I can't quite remember... Um, how they how how much of this we see but we'll stay tuned we'll be here for you and we'll see what happens all right so from there we got a buddy who's going to cut a promo and this is after his match and after they plug halloween screen your boy uh, you went out there the odds stacked against you and you beat two of them well you know jimmy Cornette would like everybody to believe that i'm all finished and washed up i have been but the problem is this for you jimmy Cornette. i'm in my prime and i'm feeling good tonight well, you know, and talking about odds, you're going to have the odds because you're going to be knee-deep in the militia, but you've been on the inside of that thing, and maybe that's going to give you an advantage. I know exactly how Jimmy Cornette thinks. I know what he, when he sleeps, I know when he gets up, I know what he eats, I know where he eats. Jimmy Cornette, thanks to Bob Armstrong, the commissioner, I've got a couple of things going on my side. I get Tommy Rich, what's the name of it? The Four Faces of Fear. Let me explain something to you, Tommy Ranch. We got a Tennessee chain match. We've got a Bob Wire match all over the Smoky Mountain territory. And let me tell you something. That's just my game. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tommy Ranch? Because let me explain something to you. I'm not going to come out here and buffalo myself or anybody else. I'm going to get hurt in those matches. I've been there before. But Tommy Ranch, you're going to get hurt too, boy. And you're going to come out on the rotten end of the stick. Now I'm going to go through you like wind through a goose, Tommy Rich. And I'm going to get my hands on you, Jimmy Cornette. See, Jimmy Cornette jumped on the bandwagon after I'd already won the, t- the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title. You cost me that in the Intercontinental title. Cornette, you're mine. But Rich, you've got me first. Thoughts on Budro right there, Doc? Oh, I thought he was really, really good. When he talks about it, he's in his prime. Oof. He's feeling good tonight. Look out. Um, just he's I think he called him Tommy Wrench at one point instead of Rich but we'll let that slide he's fired up that's right he's all teeth and gums right now because he's rolling and man they showed the HBK buddy recap that Rocky fight music will always get you pumped up always always that Rocky fight music set to this the highlights of this match i don't know if you could do it any better right it's on point so much the highlights of it because it really was i don't i don't want to equate you know buddy to some fictional character in, in a movie but even though rocky was the first rocky was was taken from uh a real life story uh won't get into the particulars about it but 
um, it was inspired. I would say it wasn't taken from, it was inspired from uh, something that actually happened. So anyway, this is, this is good though. I thought Budger was great there and I love the replay. I actually did watch this replay cause it's, it's so good with watching, you know, Michaels and Budrow at the Super Bowl. I thought it was, this is tremendous. Look at that hip toss that buddy took right there. I mean, that's, that's just good shit. Sure was. God, what a match. And here we are. <laughs> mm. A month and a half later, mm. and the wheels are starting to come off. Mm. All right. So with that said, any other thoughts from Budger right there, Doc? No, sir. All right. All right. So now we're going to go to Kessler's Corner with Chip Kessler, who will be interviewing uh, Tommy Rich and Jim Cornette in the middle of the ring uh, for Kessler's Corner. Here they are. Fans here on this edition of Kessler's Corner, Tommy Wildfire Rich, the Punisher, and General Jim Cornette. And Mr. Rich, you got something going with Nature Boy Buddy Landell. You know, you talk about the four faces of fear, Buddy Landell. You talk about cage matches, barbed wire matches. You get any kind of match you want, Landell, because I fought the best. The late Buzz Sawyer, the bloodiest cage match in the world. Buddy Landell, look in these eyes. You talk about fear. That ain't fear, brother. You're looking at eyes from hell. And when I get you in any of them matches, brother, you can bet for the general you're going down. Well, well, that's a deep subject. Thank you. Yeah, you're a real bright guy, Chip Kessler. You know something? Jim Cornette has experience with the Four Faces of Fear because the first time the Four Faces of Fear came to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, it was a challenge at Thanksgiving Thunder of 1992 between the Heavenly Bodies and the Rock and Roll Express. And there was all kind of chaos. By the time that that series of matches was over with, people had stitches, a couple of cracked ribs. There was contusions, bruises, injuries, pain, blues, suffering and agony. That's the meaning of looking in the face of fear. And Buddy Landell, you're gonna look at that face too. And you're gonna know it real well. Because you see, in Knoxville, Tennessee, it's a Tennessee chain match. That's where you're gonna be hooked up to Tommy Rich, left wrist to left wrist with an eight foot chain. Then, in Morristown, Tennessee, Falls count anywhere in the building. It could go out in the parking lot. Falls count anywhere they take place. Then in Cookville, Tennessee, it's going to be a first blood match. That means to win the match, you've got to bust your opponent open. Somebody's got to bleed or the match ain't over. And then in Johnson City, Tennessee, a barbed wire match. There's going to be barbed wire strung outside the ring post all the way around the ring. So nobody can get in or get out without looking like shredded wheat. Buddy Landell, you're going to look in the face of fear. But you see, that's nothing new for Buddy. Because he's been a lot of places, he's seen a lot of things, he'll tell you that. But you see, Buddy, I know your secret. I know where you get your courage from. Have you ever noticed? When a guy screws his life up so bad that not another human being will talk to him, that's when he turns to the Lord. Oh. Huh? Oh. oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Buddy Landell's made a big deal about it. Nobody else would talk to him. Nobody else would even acknowledge he existed. He was scum, he was trash, and that is why that he all of a sudden found religion. Buddy Landell, you screwed up your career, you lost your family, you lost all your money, and the only way you could work up the guts, hold on here a second. The only way you could work up the guts to get in the ring, 
The only way you could work up the guts to get in there and face your opponents was with a little extra help. And see, I happen to know that. Now this man ain't gonna have no compassion for you. This man ain't gonna have no mercy. But I, buddy, I'm a compassionate guy. And I got mercy for you. And I know what you need, buddy. I know where you got your courage. <laughs> oh, this is despicable. You got it right here, buddy. In the bottom of one of these, you know what it looks like you've been in the bottom of a million of them. Buddy, every time that you needed a little help, every time you needed a boost, every time you needed a crutch, you took a sip of one of these right here. You've done it a million times. So, buddy, I got one of these for you. That way you'll have the guts to get in the ring with Tommy Rich. That way you'll have the guts to challenge the four faces of fear. That way maybe you'll have the guts to look at that ugly wife of yours and maybe those ugly dog-faced Howl at the Moon kids. Because if you... Chip failed out, but your boy Buddy Landell has hit the ring and all... Hell has broken loose. Oh, Look at right. now, and he's finally gotten the coronet. Head up! Through the punisher. Through yeah! The and he drops him. Oh, man, I gotta get out of there. Look at there. Got, well, gee. It's safer out here, you're right. He used that tennis racket. Wildfire used the tennis racket on the Nature Boy, and now... Well, now what's it's he got? Is it a... Has he got that blackjack? Apparently, or that? yes. Slapjack. Gee. And again, he hits him. Well, that, that, that bottle thing last, that, how despicable is Jim Cornette? Oh, yeah. Real, well, now Cornette's going to get some shots in and all. All right, Doc. So, Buddy got tired and came out and jumped them, but I don't know how smart that was because they gang up on him and bust him open, and they're going to force some beer down his mouth in a second. Your thoughts on Tommy Rich and Jimmy right here? I thought it was good. You remember he talks about shredded wheat in the cage. Remember when he used to, he had that tomato yes. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Tommy Rich bringing up, hey, I've done this with Buzz Sawyer before. That was nice. Last Battle of Atlanta reference. Um, I thought Corny was talking to me for a minute when he was like, you've been in the bottom of a million of these. <laughs> finding courage and uh that rolling rolling beer down his throat something because remember when they did that to scott hall and he was actually on the anti-alcohol medicine that makes you sick when you drink yes i do remember yeah. that that's pretty vicious when you think about it you know you if you if you want to go with the fact that you got to recover an alcoholic and yeah so you then force it on them. That's pretty, that's actually really sinister. Sinister. When you think that's pretty damn evil. Like, I mean, that's just, that's mean. <laughs> you're, you're pushing the envelope when you're trying to make a, a, a recovering alcoholic drink some beer to get the taste of it on their lips. And you can see it right here as he's trying to pour it down his, uh, down his throat. Um, yeah, it's pretty that's pretty evil, man. That's some that's some heinous stuff. If I if I could say so. That's heinous, man. So, um what do you think, Doc? You think we're gonna get some fines here or what? Because we of, should. Uh, I mean they use the racket, they they hit him with the uh let's call it a, a the, the 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 slapjack, a blackjack or whatever thing, but it was actually a, a sock loaded with something. It wasn't it wasn't a, 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 a rod or anything. It was a sock. He was hitting him with a sock. 
which we would assume would have some lead or coins or something in it, I guess would be the thing I'm looking for. But this was pretty damn vicious, man. They 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 beat Budro down and Buddy's bloodied up. <laughs> they busted him open, man. Yeah, he's, he's messed up. And it goes on for a while. And look, they push Mark Curtis down right here. They, even after he's out cold, they, you know, Jimmy's beating him with the racket. I, I, I like, come on, man. What, can we get some control here? And nobody comes out to help Buddy, <laughs> which I don't, uh, you know, every, there we see the blood from Buddy. I don't want to say that, you know, anything bad there from nobody coming to help him. But Buddy's beat down again, left bloody. So, okay. Uh, anything else before we keep going? Mm-mm. Let's go to Buddy Landell now. He's going to cut a promo after everything that's happened to him. Listen to the words he says about the alcohol on his lips. Here it is. We just saw the despicable actions of the Jim Cornette militia on Nature Boy Buddy Landell. My sidekick, Les Thatcher, is caught up with the Nature Boy back in the dressing room. Let's go right now to Les Thatcher with Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Ladies and gentlemen, we are outside the locker rooms with Nature Boy Buddy Landell. And Buddy... Cornette's talking about being in the bottom of something. I think at this particular time, he has hit the bottom of the barrel. How do you feel about this? You know, Les, it's been a year and a half since alcohol has crossed my lips. And I can't stand the taste of it. And I can't stand the taste of Jimmy Cornette and Tommy Rich anymore. Jimmy Cornette, to do that to somebody that's had a problem with alcohol in the past, that's the lowest thing I've ever seen in my life. Not even I would stoop to anything that low. I guess you would give a shot of heroin to a junkie just to see him jerk. But let me tell you something, Jimmy. You want to get scriptural? The Bible says in Galatians 3, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that silly all shall reap. And I'm going to tell you something. Tommy Rich, I'm going to kick your stinking teeth in. You're mine. That's the bottom line. It appears the militia has pushed Buddy Landell over the edge. Chip, back to your ringside. That was pretty damn heinous, man. That's messed up. Something I didn't point out, Doc, earlier when we were Cornette uh, in his promo with Kessler's Corner. Did you hear? Did you catch when he mentioned every wrestler who is lonely in life turns to God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> messed up. Leave religion out of it, Jimmy. Go ahead, though. About, what did you have from this? How about Buddy sitting there sopping his wound? Referencing, referencing Galatians 3 and then stands up and says he's going to kick somebody's teeth down their throat. <laughs> that's, that's, brought awesome. to you from the guy, that's brought to you from the guy who said, be blessed and be a blessing and busting out baby doll's guts all in the same show. living the dream brother (laughs) all right any other thoughts from budra right there no that was good i thought it was good good too tommy rich is in the ring and he's taking on a gentleman by the name of ron davis i actually think i met this guy on the indies back in the day ron davis that is it clicked as um as we were recording right now or as i was re-watching it i think and I know Bo James doesn't, I don't think he listens to us weekly, but I think this guy was one of Robert Gibson's students. Uh, I think. I'm not sure, but I think so. So I'm actually going to ask Bo. Bo will be able to tell me. He'll he'll know for sure. So, um, yeah, I believe I was on a show one time with this guy in Pensacola, Florida. Oh. Uh, anyway, 
like 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 a year later from this like in in late 90 either late 96 or maybe early 97 i can't remember the date but it wasn't it wasn't much further off from from this date we're we're reviewing this anyway um so we got Ron Davis versus Tommy Rich. Rich wins with the DDT again quickly. Uh, Cornette asked Chip if he wanted a drink as he was walking to the ring. And I mm. just made note of that. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts? I didn't have anything from this match. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very quick. Ron Davis loses. I mean, as you'd expect, it is it is Tommy Wildfire Rich. He's up in there again. So there's that. Um, all right, let's go now to a quick promo. We're going to go to the Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smothers. And hear what they have to say related to Dr. Tom's boot. Here it is. We tried to break Tom Pritchard's leg. He'd have done the same thing to us, man. And you know something, white boy? We know that that boot's loaded, right, big Beyond man? Beyond a shadow of a doubt. If Bullet Bob Armstrong needs proof, well, next week on TV, when we take the Smoky Mountain titles back, we'll get down and we'll rip that boot off and hand it to Bullet Bob Armstrong and prove that there is something in that boot, regardless. Yeah. And you know what, Bullet Bob? He's liable to be a foot in it. Doc, thoughts on Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smothers with Thugs promising to provide proof that something's in the boot? Mm, it was kind of me until the end when Dirty White Boy finished strong with there'll be a foot in it. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. You got to give him credit there for teasing something for next week to try to, uh, you know, set the hook for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We then go to a replay of last week when uh, Gibson and Michaels lost via DQ to the Heavenly Bodies. And uh, the Heavenly Bodies obviously retained the title. Uh, Doc, uh, we don't really do replays here. We've actually got a promo from Gibson here too, but I don't have anything from it. Did you have anything? I did not. Okay. Give me a second. Let me fast forward us to the promo because after the replay of the Thugs I'm sorry, Gibson and Michaels losing because of DQ from the thugs interfering. We're going to go to Jimmy Del Rey, Dr. Tom, and Jim Cornette cutting a promo. Uh, pay attention to, to, to I don't. I thought Jimmy Del Rey was funny here, but I'll get your thoughts yes. after. Here it is. Yes. <laughs> Robert Gibson, he don't have no friends and nobody to talk to. He's like a Maytag man. You know what you ought to do, Robert? Is maybe call one of those 1-900-CHAT-ME and maybe get somebody to talk to you there. But let me tell you this, thugs. Anytime we meet you, whether it's on TV next week or in the arena, you better keep your hands off of my boot. That's exactly right, thugs, because it's your fault that he's got to wear this corrective orthopedic boot to begin right. with. So you need to stay away from that. And there's something else you're going to be staying away from, and that's the Smoky Mountain Tag Team title belts, because the originators of tag team wrestling and Smoky Mountain wrestling are back. Yeah. And it's Tom Pritchard and Jimmy Del Rey, the Heavenly yeah. Bodies, and they intend to settle in for a nice, long reign. Yeah. All right, Robert. I don't know. Jimmy Del Rey was just funny to me. Um, Doc, what did you have from this? Yeah, he was. He kissed the belt, and then he gave it a little pat down. The only thing we needed was a wiggle. Jiggle. That's the only thing we needed. He's just so sleazy. Mm. I mean, Doctor Tom doesn't doesn't give off sleaze like Jimmy mm -mm. Del Rey does. Maybe it's the mustache. I don't know. Mm. He's just a, he's just just a, a total package bag. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so after that, we go to the main event of this week's episode. Remember last week they plugged Bullet Bob Armstrong would be in the ring facing Jim Cornette. With Bob having his arm, one arm tied behind his back, and what? Nothing. I'm just watching Corny. 
He's so goofy, isn't he? Scramble around the ring and just, ugh. Well, Cornette is goofy looking. Now, the thing, and you can really see the pudge on Corny right here when he's got just the t-shirt on and he, and he has no uh, jacket kind of covering it, even though he's, 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 he is large. I want to know how much he weighed at this point. I want somebody to ask him on the drive through. How much did you weigh at the end of Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Yeah. Cause he's pudgy. It's, I mean, we've talked about how he, he'd gain weight. He is just a goofy looking dude as, as Armstrong is beating his ass here. So real quick. So bullet Bob is about to dominate this thing. When Corny pulls a bag of powder out of his trunks or, or pants, his fatigues and hits bullet Bob in the face with the powder. It's blinded him as you would expect it would. Um, eventually Bob is going to fight back though. And let me tell you something, that old man can still go, but the Punisher comes in and interferes and it's a DQ and bullet Bob wins by DQ. The heavenly bodies end up hitting the ring. The thugs hit the outside of the ring to deal with the heavenly bodies. Gordy hits the ring. The ref is eventually thrown out the ring. Gordy pile drives poor Bob, who is now hurt, you know, with the pile driver. I wonder if that's a fine. Cause if you remember back in early Smokey, you couldn't do a pile driver, uh, because you were, you were, you know, you'd be fined. I don't know. I think it was like thousand dollars i don't remember finally brad armstrong hits the ring and he's throwing some hands and gets rid of gordy punisher and Cornette. but bullet bob is left laying in the ring and we go off air like that doc um lots of shenanigans at the end man your thoughts um that's an interesting orange ish singlet that bob is wearing powder's always great man Gordy was real careful with Bob there, which I appreciate. He didn't spike him. He kind of rolled him over. Um, I mean, this follows the tried and true narrative that we're used to, right? I, I mean, it's... And at the end of the day, it pivots it to you see Brad and Gordy square up a little bit. So that's where we're going. Which is good that, yeah, because I, I don't know how much i could take a bob and jimmy right now battle yeah, again some type fair. of feud that's yeah and, and the interesting part is like there's no promo at the end it's just they work this match and they go off air and that's it like you know he's laying in the ring when they go off air and yeah nothing else uh brad is checking on him the thugs are in there checking on him mark curtis is in there checking on him he's laid out on his stomach not moving interesting to say the least and I guess we'll have to stay tuned to see what may or may not happen next week. I know we get a T. We got, you know, Robert Gibson versus Tommy Rich and the bodies versus the thugs. It says next week on Smokey. But we will have to see what happens next. I don't know. So stay tuned. So before we uh, anything else before we go to disability checks, Doc? No, let's hit it, man. All right. Well, I went first last week. I want you to go first this week with your rating because I'm interested to hear what you have to say as 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 I feel like we definitely have hit a point where the where the we're we're steamrolling down this cliff now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's starting to become pretty obvious, and it's not terrible, but it's it's a decrease. Oof, oof. I'm gonna say seven point three. I actually thought you'd give it something worse than that. I, I really to. did. No, I just, I just thought you would, because I mean, I've, I've got it at a C plus. Um, I, 
it was like Buddy was good and Jimmy was good, but you know you can just you feel the end, and it's you know it's easy for us to say we feel the end because because you know in hindsight we know when it ends, so we we know what the final chapter of the book is. But um, for this particular episode, I, I, yeah, I'm at I'm at a C plus, and you view a seven point three, so there's that. Okay, we need to do the government cheese award and uh, and see who's going to get that. I do want to remind you if you are if you're shopping on Amazon during this time or any time that is, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Again, that's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. Uh, lots of people are stuck at home these days, so if they're shopping and they're doing any shopping on Amazon for whatever they need, whether it's essentials or whatever. Use that link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, women out there. If you're listening, give it to your husband, give it to your moms, your dads. Whoever is shopping online using Amazon, give that link to them and tell them to please use it because it supports your favorite show. I went first last week with the government cheese. You go first this week, Doc. He got busted open. He cut two promos. He drank beer. He quoted the Bible. Give me Buddy Landale. I got to say the same thing. Buddy's getting it. I mean, I, I don't know who else we'll give it to. I really don't. Um, I thought about Corny with his line, you know, talking about it's funny how when old broke down wrestlers get lonely or whatever, they call him the Lord. But uh, I got to go to Buddy because I thought he was I thought he was great in his response to them pouring liquor or trying to pour liquor down his throat. So we're going to go with Buddy here. And with that said, that's going to wrap things up for this week. I want to remind everyone or ask everyone, uh, please check out some of the folks that support us, like our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless, as they give their take on the northern side of things from a WWF standpoint, but they do other things as well. Also check out uh, the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. Mike Pru and JV do our ECW show, so check them out. They support us. Please support them. And um, hey, if you can do it right now, become a patron. If not... Don't worry about it. And that's all we have to say. Doc, anything else before we get out of here and ride off to the sunset in our on our Kawasaki Mule with Steve Austin? Oh, no. Let's go, man. I'm kind of tired, so I'm going to let you hit the tagline and get us out of here. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, thank you to Jim Cornette for all the plugs recently that he gave on his shows uh, for the Smoky Mountain and NWA show. So if you found this from that, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this um, before you listen to some of the earlier Smoky Mountains, I promise you, after about episode 20, if you go back and listen to those Smoky Mountains, because um, I think we really started to get going then. Not that the original shows were bad, but uh, you may want to fast forward to like episode 20, 21 or so and and get going there because it's a lot of fun from that standpoint uh, or from that point. Not that the earlier ones weren't, but it's when the promotion, I think, really gets going. So that's all I have. Thank you to Jim for all the plugs and Jim Cornette experience and for Mike. And Doc and Harper, who is not with us, you know what we always say when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.